You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We do have a new caller today, so let's get it started with the new caller. Hey, Ryan, this is Brian from Louisville slash Kenosha. What up? Uh, live in Louisville, moved to Kenosha for a job, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, I heard you talking about uh, wanting to transition from being a Twitter user slash uh, provider to being a Twitter consumer. Um, that's all I've been the last few years because I really can't stand to get into the fights on Twitter, but more so because I now work in Kenosha and I work with a lot of Bears fans. So, Oh, yeah. Um, example one is uh, I'm sitting at lunch and my buddy says, uh, so do you really think that Jordan Love's going to be any good? And I say, well, um, you know, I'm hopeful that he's, he's going to be pretty good. I think there's a chance that he is, but I, I also think there's an equal chance that he's not good. And then he comes back. Sounds and says, reasonable. Well, you know, he looked pretty bad in those preseason games, and he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. And then, you know, I just think, well, it's pretty evident that you believe every bit of poorly assembled information that right. ESPN shoves into your face. So that kind of speaks a lot to your overall intelligence. But follow along with me here, because I know it's hard for you to critical think, but follow along and try not to overheat and have a stroke. We've seen that Jordan or that Justin Fields is not good. He's proved over the last two years. So my question to you is: Do you really think that Justin Fields is going to miraculously turn around and be some pro bowler that's going to take the Bears to even the playoffs? Because I don't know, but they just they just shut down and say, "Well, he's going to be better than Jordan Love." So for me, it's all about just avoiding that on Twitter and just watching everyone just burn, and cry, and scream and be stupid. So yeah. It's it's fun just to kind of be a spectator in that because I deal with it enough in everyday life. So um, appreciate everything you guys do, uh, you and and uh, Clayton and JJ and everybody else that I'm forgetting right now. So keep it up and take it easy. Thanks. Yeah, it is funny, man, because Bears fans try to pretend like they're being rational, and um, it's not always just Bears fans. It, it seems like if anybody else will pile on, they kind of take this side. But it seems like. I I get the exact same interactions you do. Like, hey, listen, I just want to have a serious conversation. Like, seriously. Do you believe Jordan Love's going to be a good football player? And it's like, I don't know. And they lose their mind. Like, dude, you're so biased because you don't see what we all see, that he's terrible. How can you not see he's terrible? It's like, what are you talking about? You you First of all, you have to either you're so deluded that you're basically just an inconsistent, incoherent moron. Because you can't be the exact same guy that's watched Justin Fields be garbage for two years and say, well, that doesn't count. And then come along and say, did you see him in those couple preseason games and that one game two years ago and like his college career four years ago? Dude, it was bad. Not five years ago, because that was good, but like four years ago? Bro, he's so bad. That's wildly inconsistent. I'm not allowed to point out that Justin Fields is one of the worst passers we've seen in the last 25 years? 
when he played a full season as the starter of the Chicago Bears and we watched all that happen, and I'm not allowed to say it because his wide receivers were mid-rate and his offensive line apparently was bad based on some metrics but not others, you have to know you're being stupid. And, and I don't know why you're... I, I, I have to assume the only reason they're doing it is because they need the satisfaction now. They need you to sign on the dotted line now because once the season starts, he might not be bad anymore. So they've got to, they've got to cram as much satisfaction in the offseason. Maybe this is just how they're programmed. It's so ingrained in their DNA at this point. They have to squeeze every amount of joy and satisfaction out of the preseason as they can. And that includes getting Packer fans to admit the Packers are going to be bad, talking bad about the Packers themselves, talking up the Bears and how great they're going to be, expecting everyone else to talk up their team and Justin Fields and everything else. Because when the regular season starts, they know there is no satisfaction. It's the only thing I can think of. Because this doesn't make any sense. It's, It's so stupid. All I have left are stupid theories. And as far as the preseason goes, I see Bears fans love things that point to Justin Fields being good, i.e. college tape and the preseason. Because Justin Fields was the third highest graded passer in the preseason. He wasn't that in the regular season, though, was he, big guy? No, he certainly was not. In fact, he was significantly better than Pat Mahomes. Mahomes was the 16th highest graded quarterback in the preseason. Dang. Justin, you are out of control. He wasn't quite as good as Marcus Mariota, who was the number one quarterback in the preseason. But still, Justin is like, he's way up there. He's like two spots ahead of Andy Dalton, bro. Dalton was sixth. Sam Ellinger was eighth. That dude, if anybody ever finds out he's super good, he's probably going to be a starter and then just tear up the league and stuff, man. I mean, it's it's so obviously stupid. But But you know what? At the same time, Although we don't know, as we almost every single Packer fan will admit, we don't know, and we're very willing to say we don't know because nobody knows. It's the same criteria we apply to every single player on planet Earth when they get drafted, and and even after like a year, sometimes even after two years, you kind of just go, you know, it's either looking good or not looking good, but I'm not entirely sure. Just Even Justin Fields, I don't know. I mean, we got two years of evidence that is... Pretty positive from my perspective, but, you know, he could turn it around. Things happen sometimes, rarely, but sometimes. But for whatever reason, Jordan Love is not allowed to even have one year. He hasn't had one game. And no, the Chiefs game does not start. He was not the starter for the Green Bay Packers that year. Same with the Eagles. None of that has anything to do with Jordan Love being the starter, being the franchise quarterback of the team. The guy that practices with the starters, the guy that the the offense is game-planned around. No, they want to talk about the Chiefs game where we try to run the Aaron Rodgers offense because Aaron Rodgers went out like right before the freaking game and he gets thrown in there and then he's like, hey, go be Aaron Rodgers. And he's like, what? And of course, we can't talk about the pressure in that game, which was nonstop. But Bears fans, of course, that's all they want to talk about. Well, if there's pressure, then you can't be expected to be good. Okay, yeah, sure, great. Whatever. But yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It is the exact same thing. It is, you are the most unrealistic, biased idiot if you think that there's, it's even possible that he could be good. And then try to tell him that Aaron Rodgers wasn't even that good last year. Oh, they lose their mind. Because they, they want so desperately to believe that the Packers, with Hall of Famer, they, they always say Hall of Famer. You will never see a Bears fan talk about Aaron Rodgers without calling him a Hall of Famer. 
with a Hall of Famer. They want to believe he was the number one quarterback, MVP, and that was all the Packers were able to do with that garbage roster. Just putrid defense, no wide receivers, no tight ends, garbage team. Even Aaron Rodgers couldn't drag it. And now you go from Aaron Rodgers to this bum, you're doomed. That's the exact narrative they have in their head, and it's stupid. Let me just go through a couple things for you here. Let me go on a little bit of a rant here for you. I wanted to save this for later, but let me just pick out a couple things. And by the way, don't even bother repeating what I'm about to tell you to Bears fans, because apparently if you use statistics or analytics to try to prove a point, you are an idiot. Because any reality, which is pretty much all of reality, that points to the Bears and especially Justin Fields being bad, is fake and made up reality. Right? Stats don't count. They're all just cherry-picked. Whatever that even means, I have no idea. I have no idea how that works. Show data, and it's like, well, you cherry-pick data. Well, it's like, well, yeah, I'm looking at a... You want me to get every data point for every piece of information of every football player in the world and just throw it on a table and say, there you go, or what? Yeah, well, why, why, what, do you, what is that? What are you talking about, cherry-picked, you moron? It's a big document, and now it just doesn't want to load for me. Dang it. I just, just give me one, dude. Come on. Ain't nobody got time for this. All right, here we go. So this is from the Sharp Football Analysis. He puts out this thing. It's uh, 20 30 bucks or whatever. It's worth it, in my opinion. Patreon.com forward slash back underscore daddy. Support the podcast. Um, so he's got basically, there's a billion different charts, but there's there's two main ones here for the quarterbacks. The first two, which is stable quarterback metrics and less stable quarterback metrics. Stable quarterback metrics are looking at uh, each one of these is EPA per attempt, right? I'm not going to go through what all that means, but that's the metric. It's a pretty well-known, pretty well-respected metric in terms of how good you were in those situations, the value you provided. And so stable quarterback metrics look at things like no pressure in the pocket, uh, no play action on early downs, first down in the first, second, third quarter, layup throws, less than 2.5 second attempts, and outside of the red zone. So those types of throws, each one of those in their own category. Then they have the less stable metrics, things like under pressure, outside the pocket, play action, being blitzed, third and fourth down, fourth quarter, over 2.5 seconds, and inside the red zone. All right? Let's take a look at Aaron Rodgers here. Um, Because obviously, Aaron Rodgers, who is a Hall of Famer and one of the all-time greats, um... You know, according to Bears fans, he was the only thing that worked. He's clearly a Hall of Famer, and he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know if I've mentioned it, but he is a Hall of Famer quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. And you're an idiot if you think he was not perfect last year. So if we look at the stable quarterback metrics, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different metrics. Each one of those is ranked between, how many we got here? About 48. So one to 48, 48 different quarterbacks. What do you think is the highest he ranked in any one of these metrics? If you would have asked me that, I would have said he probably averages about 15th. So he's going to have somewhere he's borderline top five, somewhere he's probably outside of the top 20. I would have been very wrong. The highest he ranks in any metric is early downs with no play action. 12th. He's 12th in that. And that is by far his best metric. His next highest, this is all in the stable quarterback metric, so when things are going well. His next highest, and that was a, a 0.07 EPA. The number one was uh, 0.2 per play, right? Anyways, so it's still positive, or, or yeah, still positive, but not extremely. Less than 2.5 seconds. What was his EPA per play 
when the play was less than 2.5 seconds. Giving you the EPA is relatively useless, but his rank was 23rd. He ranked 23rd. Couple people that ranked higher than him. Um, Matt Ryan ranked 22nd. Uh, let's see. Kenny Pickett was 8th. Lamar Jackson. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Dak Prescott. Tom Brady. Uh, let's see. Kyler Murray, who I think just plays Madden on, on video games now these days. Uh, who else have we got here? Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Right? So that's not great. And that's his second best metric in this group. 23rd. Let's see. What's his next highest? All right, here we go. His next highest is outside of the red zone. So not inside of the red zone, between the 20s, right? Where does he rank? 27th. 27th with a negative EPA. Okay. What's his next highest? His next highest is inside the pocket. When he's throwing from inside the pocket... He has a negative EPA and ranks 30th. That was his rank last year. 30th. Good freaking lord. Then, uh, let's see, his next highest was plays with no pressure. Aaron Rodgers, not under pressure. What is his EPA per play? He ranked 33rd. 33rd. Jameis Winston was 31st. Mitchell Trubisky was 32nd. Those are the two quarterbacks in front of him. Don't freaking talk to me about Aaron Rodgers was just fine last year. Oh, wait, there's one more. Layup throws was his worst. So this is situations when you got a freaking layup just sitting there staring you in the face. He ranked 37th. 37th. So I'm very, very sorry... Bears fans, to inform you, this is not 2020 Aaron Rodgers. It isn't. Okay? Do you want to know what Pat Mahomes got? He was a, a, number one, number two, number four, number ten, number one, number three, number one. That's Pat Mahomes. That's the number one quarterback. That's what the MVP is doing. He's number one in three categories. He's number two and number three, so he's top five in every single category except one where he ranked tenth. Okay, not even close to the same category between Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers was well below average. There's more, and we'll cover it, but just so we're very freaking clear about last year, we are not going down from elite Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. If Jordan Love can be better than about, oh, I don't know, 30th in these metrics, He's better than Aaron Rodgers. If he can be better than 37th with freaking layup throws, then we get improvement. This isn't subjective, by the way. This is is a computer that runs this. EPA per attempt. It is mathematically calculated. There's not some guy sitting there with an Aaron Rodgers bias because he doesn't like shrooms and he's like, I'm not going to grade him. It's not a grading system. It's nothing like that. This is pure mathematics. It is a computer-run system that does this. Well, I mean, technically, layup throws could be could be a little subjective. Depends if they're using um, things like, what do you call it? I know there are, there are companies, including the NFL, that has metrics that actually measures the distance between the defender and the receiver when the ball is thrown. So it's it might be subjective in terms of, well, as a layup throw, somebody with two yards of separation, three yards, but it really doesn't freaking matter, does it? I don't think so. I don't think it matters. 
Anyways, we're gonna have a lot of fun with this too because Justin Fields is crap <laughs> in every metric, including when he's not under pressure. So you know, again, Bears fans can just just blow it out there. You know what? Anyways, dude, uh, Brian from Louisville slash Kentucky. Thanks for calling. Thanks for getting me a little riled up. Um, I also used to work in Kenosha. A lot of Bears fans. I get it. Thank you, Kyle. Cupcakes. <laughs> I also have to wait to hear the entire before I just make a quick move and call into the podcast. Dude, I, I, I went on a 10-minute research project live on the podcast showing him where to get cheesecake because I didn't listen to his whole message, so don't worry about it. Anyways, hope it was great, man. Hey, Ryan, I'm in Milwaukee. If you ever need a Simmas, yes. let me know, and I'll drive it all the way west to you. Dude. All right, buddy. Hey, man, we, we, mm, we might have to do a thing here, all right? Kind of do a meet-in-the-middle thing, you know? What's that place called? place out in johnson creek man i like it although the bakery you look at the pictures and it's like that is the that looks amazing it's not that good but i mean you know get some pancakes slide the cheesecake under the table a little contraband figure it out (laughs) put the cheesecake in a briefcase i'll hand you an empty one just for you know the sake of looking like we're doing something illegal and then we'll just part ways then when the police come be like oh it's, it's just a cheesecake officer and it's all smashed it's probably a bad idea but it would be funny Hey, Ryan, it's Peter Thomas from Milwaukee again. What up? <laughs> Looks like I'm on a calling frenzy today. Uh, hey, couldn't agree more with Aaron from Eau Claire that Radiohead is one of the most artistically accomplished bands ever. And being so, they are also my favorite band. Nice. So I covered Creep with my former indie band and mashed it up with J.S. Bach's first cello suite. It's a pretty cool mashup. I'm a professional cellist in the Milwaukee Symphony. Check out I'm Not a Pilot and search for Creep if you want to hear it. And for the record, Colin Coward always goes with the popular opinion. That's just what sellouts do. Hey, y'all, happy fourth. I'm out. Yeah, so I know, um, I think I played one of your songs on here. Maybe I didn't play it. I don't know. But I, I remember you told me you were in a band, and then I went and listened to it. And you've got, like, I think you got, like, one big hit, right? I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. I, I listened to it, and it was like, you know, when you type in your, your band, um, what is it again? It is. I'm not a pilot. There's one that like pops up immediately, but it was really good. Like I was. I'm, I'm no, no offense, but usually you hear somebody like, "Oh, I'm in a band. You should check me out on YouTube." It's like, "Oh yeah, that's super, man. It's really nice. Great job. You have a job, right? That you're gonna keep doing? Okay, great. No, but it was it was legit. And um, I hope it's not offensive to you. I was gonna tell you what band you remind me of, but now it's escaping me. I can never remember. Oh, I <laughs> know. I don't want to say it. I just thought of it. No, never mind. I'm, I'm not. I don't know like who's considered a real artist and who's considered a complete joke. But you, 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 you put off a vibe. Why don't we play Creed? So, so the song I'm thinking of is called No Order, right? It's a, it's a, it's a good song, man. But here is I'm Not a Pilot, Creep. So, 
again, you can tell the difference between like, hey, I got a band that's cute and like, oh, no, you're like a legit band. All right, straight up. I get it. Got it. You're better than me. Cool, man. Thanks. But yeah, PD, man, talented dude. Happy for you. Hopefully you can uh, get yourself in a new project. I'll have to come out and check you out sometime. Or if you got a symphony thing going on, not 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 something I've ever gone to before, but I'll do it. I don't care. I don't freaking care. I'm a man. I do man stuff. I go to the symphony. Speaking of men, what's up, Steve? Hey, Ryan. Glad to talk to you again, man. Hey, what's up? Um, it's a little late at night. I'm on my I'm on my Friday, so I've had a couple of drinks. Oh, that that's all right. Even in you know, Alaska time, it's pretty late. I'm I'm close to bedtime. We've uh, we've had some bad weather, so it's cloudy and dark out. It almost feels like nighttime. Crazy. Huh. But uh, I'm just going. I had some little thoughts in my mind. Very small ones, not packer related. Okay. Food related. I like it. Um, I uh, I heard your thing when we talked about the burgers. I do think we have a different idea on the burgers. The the big thing is you are a sous vide guy, and my did sous vide burgers today. Actually, it's not my my kids' favorite, but I I like it. Um, partially because I did like super thick burgers, which is dope because you can make them like a five pound burger and it's cooked perfectly all the way through. But you don't get like the the delicious charcoal flavor, and especially when you do a thick burger, it's like a lot of burger meat flavor, and basically no. Like I didn't put them on the grill. I should have. I didn't. I just wanted to sear them off on a cast iron in the house. That's my bad. I thought they were delicious, but the kids were like, "Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and be full now." It's like, all right, I guess I guess you weren't into that so much. My training and my understanding of burgers comes from my restaurant experience, which means I'm. I'm, I'm producing a lot of burgers, yep. and I'm pushing them out. They're all on a broiler, basically. I, I didn't do a lot of hard-scale, flat-top burgers. They are broiler burgers, but that's a different thing than what you're doing at home. Um, anything you get in the restaurant, and you've talked about it yourself, try to reproduce it at home. It, you don't have the same equipment. You're not dealing with the same equipment the same scale and movement is a different thing. Um, so I think we do have different looks on burgers. I like what you do, but I don't I, I don't know if I'd ever see a burger. I, I just don't. I don't think I'd ever see a Viet burger. I, I form the burger, and I, and I want to grill patting my burger. Um, if I'm doing it on the grill, I'm making a different type of burger than... Man, I'm gonna have to call it back. I'm already seeing it. I know it'll be close to my time, <laughs> but it's a different kind of burger than if I'm doing it on a hard, flat top grill. Which you really get that. I mean, that thing's at like 550, 600 degrees, and it's just searing it hard. So you got to flat press it. Man, it's amazing. I love doing food. Um, what I called about. And I'll get to the Packer thing. Check my time here. I'll get to the Packer thing after this. What I called about is about. Oh, man, I'm just going to call you that because I got to reset myself. All good, dude. Um, yeah, I, I like it. Um, but like I said, I don't like all the stuff on my burger because I genuinely love the taste of just burger. And this, this is ground beef. So even I was kind of like, I wish it was a little bit more, like if it was ground chuck or something. Um, but. I just, I like it. It just tastes like burger. So it's, it, they were super thick burgers. Um, what were they? Eight ounce burgers, I think I made. 
Um, and then, like I said, I just put a hard sear on it because it's so thick. You can blast the living crap out of the uh, out of the exterior, and you put a really really solid sear on it. Just you know, not burning it, but and then you bite into it, and it's still. I mean, we're talking like an inch or over an inch of just medium rare from edge to edge. And I just, I just like the taste of it. And it's seasoned meat, so you got the salt and pepper and garlic mixed into it. It just tastes like burger and cheese, and I, I think it's delicious. But I think for some people, it wouldn't really be a thing. Also, I know there's a lot of like people with texture. They like like hard stuff and crunch. And this burger is just soft all the way through, and I enjoy it. You bite through it, and it's like eating a marshmallow. The only slight crunch is that slight little bit of uh, you know, I butter and and put some some garlic on the bun and get those a little bit crunchy. Other than that, it's just it's just a gigantic marshmallow that you can't even put your mouth around. You don't have to do it that way. It doesn't have to be a massive thick burger, but I enjoy it. I like it. Someday I'm going to do like a two-pound burger or something just absolutely ridiculous, and then I'm going to have to get some custom buns or something. I don't know what I'm going to do about that, but it's going to be dope. Anyway, Steve, round two. All right. It's Steve again. Uh, what I call about is, is our barbecuing and, and grilling. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to get on. I would like to know if it got on there because I haven't seen it. Is I posted my smoker and, and doing some ribs on there. Mm-hmm. What we do with food and how we do food, it's what what the individual wants at the individual time and in their individual place at what they have for what they I know that sounds very convoluted. It, this, this is kind of like my little personal religion. Mm-hmm. And if anybody has ever paid attention to whatever the hell their religion is, it's convoluted and, and there's all kinds of ins and outs. So this is my religion. It's food. I love doing food. Okay. It's the thing that I do. I love it. I like making new things. Actually, I got some new sandwiches I got to make. Um, but the dudes that convoluted on our food, going back to the burger thing, I like what you do. I want to try some of what you do. Just got to try but it. But I think a big portion of what gets missed is the prep to making a burger is you make it and the prep goes in and then there's a quick cook. Bam, 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 and you got your burger. Burgers aren't supposed to sit and take time. Burgers should be made fast. Burgers should be made crisp. And burgers should be made, for better uh, factors, burgers get made hard. You know, cheese gets slapped on it. You, you cook a burger, a burger's going, cheese gets slapped on it. You're watching it just until the cheese starts to fucking, sorry. You're good. Sorry. Nobody heard anything. Cheese gets to me, put on until it just starts to move, and then the burgers get to off the side. The cheese finishes moving over off to the side. You, you got to be fast on it. And then, in the quick burgers, hot dogs, hot dogs. Who, who makes hot dogs and there's a slow process of cooking hot dogs? Hot dogs are just heated. They're made already. Right, you just got to heat them. Hours. Should be pre-boiled. Preferably in beer. <laughs> so, somebody else came on. They were talking to you. I really, hey, I really want to talk about some grilling and some food and different ideas. I'm going to try your little CV stuff. 
I'm not big on it, but I'm going to try it because I have all the stuff for it. But we'll talk to you. Bye. Got to go. Yeah, and and if I was... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You got to hang up. There you go. If I was you, just to make sure, because if you do just straight sous vide and then, first of all, if you take it out, it's just going to be disgusting, and and do like a sear in the house or whatever, it's 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 going to be probably too far away from what you want. But I would say get yourself the grill set up. Charcoal grill would be ideal. Get that thing rip-roaring hot because all you're doing is putting a sear on it. But if you can get a little bit of that smoke flavor on it while it's sitting there, that's ideal. You know, you get the fat juice dripping down and that goes back up into the into the hamburger because... The, the the idea would be you're getting and I, I don't know how you like your burgers cooked you know it sounds like you you don't I like you said it's more of a, a restaurant thing so I don't know if you're getting them well done or how you're doing them but I, I I want that internal temperature to be a certain thing and you know if you crank the heat and do it from the start I mean you're you're, you're it's going to be hard to get kind of edge to edge just you know maybe you get a little bit of pink in the middle but it's going to be a lot of gray if you're just you know putting cold meat on a on a burning fire. So if you do the sous vide, cook it to whatever temperature you want it to be, medium rare, medium, medium well, whatever, and then, you know, get it, if you didn't pre-season it, get it seasoned up and just throw it over the flame. Because now you can just blast the living crap out of it. And it's similar to what you said about a hot dog. It's already cooked, you're just heating it up. So all we're really doing is getting the sear on it so you get the Maillard reaction, so you get some of the, I guess, caramelization kind of, the extra flavor. But you're also trying to get some of that smoke just so that you don't notice that it was essentially, I'm not going to say it was boiled because it wasn't, but there's no flavor from the cook going into it. So now we're going to put it in there. So the idea being, hopefully you wouldn't even really notice that it wasn't done over the grill the entire time. Um, And it's going to have a better cook on it because, again... If you're doing just really high heat the whole time, it's not going to be whatever temperature you want it to be is not really going to be there, at least for the majority of the burger. That'd be my recommendation. No point smoking it because we're not trying to raise the the temperature on it. So just throw it right over the charcoals, rip roaring hot and try it out. See what you think. And that might be, I don't know. I, I, I really like smoked burgers, which I know is not your thing either. It's It's similar to what sous vide is. You're smoking it so that you're slowly raising the temperature, kind of the same way you do in sous vide. It's not as perfect as sous vide, but it's pretty close. But you're also getting some extra smoke the entire time it's doing that, and then you blast it over the charcoal, you sear it, and you pull it off. That's probably the best way to do it. Sous vide would be my second favorite. Smash burgers are in there somewhere. Those are freaking delicious. Um, Trying to do it just straight over a flame. I've tried that. I just, I didn't like it. No way to control the temperature for me. I mean, it's just, it's way too fast. I mean, it's just, you know, you got that temperature just shooting through the roof and you got to pull it at just the right time. Plus, it's so hot, the temperature is going to keep rising. But I, I pulled that thing off and that thing was probably well over medium well by the time it was done. So I, I don't know. And, you know, it just, I, I didn't see the, the purpose in it. Unless you're in a hurry, just take your time. Get the flavor, get the internal temperature, get the sear, bing, bang, boom, beautiful burger. Just try it out. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, uh, oh, shoot, we got to take a break. Why don't we take a break? Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddies. We're going to support the podcast. You can fire, shoot me over on Venmo, pack on a podcast. Uh, please remember to support Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. If you're looking for a ministry to support, uh, you can find them at fertilegroundranch.org. Plus, uh, we do have a GoFundMe for a member of our Packernet family that is in need. You can find that pinned at the top of my Twitter as well as the top of the Packernet podcast Facebook group. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. 
So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Ryan. Uh, he's my very aggressive cattle dog. That's all right. um, he likes to scream when he comes out of his kennel. Yeah. But um, I'm listening to the Packer Night After Dark podcast that you just released. Um, it's called The Day After July 4th. Okay. And <laughs> uh, you're talking about, you know, getting weighed down by food and, 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 you know, your body's not as young as it used to be. And I just, I just got a message. Okay. So I, I've been on this kick for the past three years of trying to get my body in good shape because I've got some damaged ligaments and tendons and right. vertebrae in my back. And, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't want to become a crippled old man one day. So Maybe. I've been hitting the gym and, Part of that process I've learned is when it comes to eating food and you want to eat bad food, you got to set yourself up for success, okay? So there is this amazing product called Chobani Yogurt. Yep. Um, I'd recommend everybody start eating it if you can stomach Greek yogurt. Yeah, it's fine. Or, you know, they make some some kind of like shake things, uh, drinkable. Because it... for some reason, like makes your tongue dry. It's like a weird thing that happens to your tongue, but otherwise, it's yeah, it's fine. Things that you can drink. I'll make it a little bit easier. But anyway, the point of it is, there's this awesome thing in the world called probiotics, mm-hmm. and they even make prebiotics. But probiotics is the main one. And what? It- yeah, we take gummies for those. I don't know what they do, but my wife gives them to the kids, and then they taste good. So when I give them to the kids, I just pop a couple. So yeah. It does is it puts bacteria in your gut? Yep. And when it does that, it enables that bacteria, all these good bacteria, to sit there in your in your colon, in your in your stomach, and whatnot. 
so that as food passes through you, right, this good bacteria is helping to break it down. So I can't realistically eat McDonald's or Burger King or Taco Bell or any of these things anymore because, just like you were saying, they're just not good for you, right? Um, I try to stay away from fast food as much as possible, but... You know, I, I mean, I just turned 30, so maybe I'm not old enough to, to say anything about it. But I would say taking probiotics makes it so I can go eat freaking fast food. You know how old you're making me feel right now? Like, I know I'm, I, 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 know, I understand how things work here, but, dude, we're talking about taking probiotics so that we're not crippled. And here I am sitting, like, I, I, I haven't been able to walk in two weeks, bro. It's been three weeks. Debilitating back pain. Then that goes away, and my stomach is dead so I'm curled up in a ball on the bed. That finally goes away after like four or five days. My back pain came back. And it's worse than it was the first time. I can't freaking walk. It's been three weeks. <sighs> I, gotta eat, I, I gotta eat yogurt, I guess. And not feel like a bladded, uh, bloated yeah. fat pig. Yeah. Um, right. Because I'm the kind of guy who'll show up to McDonald's and eat four Big Macs. Um, yeah, the dude. ladies at Chick-fil-A know me very well because <laughs> I'll get a 12-piece nugget, spicy chicken deluxe large fry, and... A large sweet tea, and I down that whole damn thing every time. Man, that's that's a wallet killer, by the way. But uh, yeah. Oh, and the the name of the game, at least my football coach kind of showed this to me, and it made my life easier. Is you want to eat carbs mm-hmm. when you're going to go do work? You don't want to eat anything else because basically you're 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 going to eat to gain energy, and then after you're done working, you get your protein, your veggies, and everything, your stomach can fully digest it, and then, you know, you're you're getting gains or reaping benefit for your work. But anyway, go, Pat, go. That was perfectly timed, by the way, exactly three minutes. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think it probably depends a little bit, because, you know, carbohydrates especially, you know, you got the different kinds of carbs, like the super fast-burning carbs, like sugar. Like, if you're going to go run around a track just like down a pixie stick or something you get that blast or just snort coke or whatever i don't really know but anyways you get that <laughs> that blast of energy then you got like the the slower burning carbs but they're still carbs but like for long sustained energy that's where protein comes in and then fat is even longer more so it, it doesn't give you a blast of energy but it just keeps you going longer or whatever so i think maybe a good healthy balance but yeah if you're going to the gym i think you primarily probably want carbs i actually got a uh a book by a guy that's really, really good. He he actually reads all the studies and whatnot, and he kind of goes into, like, how much protein you should eat and how much carbs before you go work out or whatever. But um, I haven't been to the gym in a long time because, uh, well, for one, my, my gym membership ended, and I'm not renewing it. And for two, again, my, uh, I haven't been able to walk in three freaking weeks. So it's all excited about it. I don't care. I'll just do stuff around the house. Like, dude, I can't get out of this chair. I'm so bummed about when this podcast ends trying to think how I'm going to stand up. I don't know. I, I it's it's a it's amazing every time I figure out how to do it, but I'm I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this chair. Need a freaking walker, dude. I'm 36. I need a walker. <laughs> what the heck is going on? <sighs> I need yogurt. That's what I need. Uh, Aaron, what's hey, up? Ryan. How's it going? Good. I'm good. How are you? Good to hear. Now you've answered that for however many phone calls you've had before. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Anyway, so I'm just listening to your. Uh, packing it after dark from the 4th of July. Um, so I just want to make sure you had a good Independence Day Very and good. there were no firework accidents and yeah. everyone came home safe. I um, you ate all the food you possibly could. Um, 
or not too much. I don't know what yeah, you're I trying did. to do. I was responsible. Was trying to go vegan or whatever. No. Um, anyway, so you're talking about how kind of people just like to follow the trends and follow like what people tell them to believe. And I used to kind of be that way, and it's, it was a problem for a long time. And now I completely think the opposite. It's like everyone needs to come up with their own way to believe or like what their what their beliefs are. And I think it's really important for people to actually understand why they believe what they believe. Okay, um, right. Because too many people just kind of think, oh, this is how it is. That's okay. But it's just like, no. Why don't you try to find out what makes it that way? And because if you start to believe it's just like, this is just the way it is, and that's okay, you close yourself off to potential truth that might exist. Um, and so going along with that, I think it's important to always kind of be questioning the way you believe and what you believe. Not in like a way that it's like, I'm doubting or I'm denying it, but in a way that leaves you open to maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, how can I get better? How can I grow? And that is a lot of things that apply to life in that way, um, especially when it comes to fo football. It's like if you're a Bears fan, you can be like, I've always been a Bears fan. That's just been the way it is. Um, but maybe there's a better way to live, like becoming a Packers fan. And because, you know, the Bears kind of suck. Um, but that's just my thing, is that we as a society need to get out in the world and come up with our own path, not just listen to what other people say. You're absolutely right in that regard. And not just spew nonsense without having facts to back it up. Because I've gotten in so many conversations where it's just like, you know what, I'm open to learn, but other people aren't. And with that, it's just like, don't make me pull out facts. Because if I pull out facts, I'm going to light you up. And you're going, your argument is going to be shut down because it's like, I actually take time to understand what I believe and how things are in what I believe. Anyways, my few minutes are up. Bye. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm... I agree with all that. You know, I mean, I, I used to be too far in the other direction where you should never do what everybody else is doing. And that's not true either. Just do whatever the heck you want. Right. And just, just, I mean, I don't mean that in the ultimate way in every single thing, do whatever you want. No, I mean, I just like, you know, whatever you're wearing, don't look at what everybody else is wearing. Don't go to a magazine to say, Ooh, what is everybody freaking wear? Whatever you want, walk into a store and say, I like that. Then buy it and put it on. That's it. Like, I'm wearing it. Why are you wearing it? Because it's comfortable. That's why I'm wearing it. My my wife is still mortified to this day at our, at our wedding. I couldn't care less. We we went, right? And I did all the stuff that is for my wife. Everything is for her. The whole thing is for her. The freaking bird cages on the tables that don't make any sense are for her. Every single thing. And that's great. I got a tuxedo. I went and got it like the day before our wedding because I was going to wear just like a suit. And I was like, eh, I guess I'll get something nice. And then the day before, I was like, hey, you got anything? They found something. No big deal. So I got this suit that didn't really fit, tuxedo thing, and um, the wedding was over. I went downstairs, and it was uncomfortable, and I had a backpack because we were about to go on our honeymoon, which was super dope, and so I was like, you know what? Time for me to party. Screw this. I went upstairs in the church bathroom, whipped out a wrinkled shirt out of my bag, threw it on, went downstairs, and I'm sitting there with like a green fishing shirt at the wedding 
just like what up because <laughs> it's what i wanted to do it's comfortable and she she to this day is mortified like i can't believe you did that like i i i mean it was comfortable i don't i don't know what other criteria there is we did all the fancy stuff now it's like kick back eat chicken parmesan try to eat some of the simma's cheesecake which i can't because my stomach is all jacked up but i'm gonna have a good time i'm enjoy my life party time but yeah, and, and then like you said, there's the other part of it too where, and I know this is controversial, and this this all started when I was like in middle school. It was very weird. I mean, I know it's been a thing for a long time, but it became very prevalent, the the idea that, you know, there is no truth. So it's sort of like, the, the, the idea seems to be you just float along and believe whatever you want, whatever feels right. And then if somebody comes along and they're like, actually, that's not true. It's like, oh, how dare you? You know what I mean? Like, why would you say that? That's horrible. Like, you don't know this person's truth. It's like, well, that's, that's stupid. That's not a real thing. <laughs> I can't take you up to the top of a building, kick you off, and say, my truth is you can fly and you'll be fine. Sorry to tell you, but there's only one truth, and it's the truth. And that's true of every category. If we're not talking truth, we're talking opinion. That's a separate thing. So, yeah, I mean, you should try to... I, I, when it comes to facts and information, why would you want to believe something that isn't factual? I, I, I don't understand that. I'll never understand that. I understand wanting certain things to be true, but if somebody hands you something and says, look, you know, like, I mean, if, if Jordan Love plays and I'm like, I think he's doing a good job, and then I look at PFF and I look at SIS and I look at uh, Football Outsiders and I look at everything else and everything's kind of bad, what am I supposed to do? I can do what Bears fans seem to want to do and say stats are all lies and what you should trust is your eyes, which, of course, is me being biased and watching a game and saying I think he was great. Or you have to face reality. And reality is, yeah, he wasn't super good. That game sucked. The weird thing is, I don't think Packer fans really have a hard time with that. Like, for the most part, Packer fans are kind of down because it's like he hasn't been that good. Bears fans have watched Justin Fields be significantly worse than Jordan Love ever has been. And they're like, dude, he's so good. He's crazy good. (laughs) <laughs> they're on another level man i don't know but i think it just comes down to wanting to fit in which i think is just kind of dumb i've got a teenager in the house and that's just how she operates everything is about fitting in i think it's dumb but i just leave it alone i don't care but when you're an adult and you're out of the teenage phase and your number one priority is just saying what other people say because you want to be liked freaking grow up all right grow up all right aaron get us out of here yeah, right. I'm just giving you a call back because it sounds, and you said, I thought you were way behind on voicemails, and you said that you're down to like 50, 60 somewhere in those, so I need to get in and pump yeah, those rookie numbers up. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I guess I never, I need to tack on to my last call. Do it. Um, that when you're looking for stuff, and when you're looking for facts and you're looking for things, Never do it in the mindset that of like confirmation bias. Of, this is what I believe. How can I find things that build on that? Yeah, and look, I'm I, I'm guilty of. I don't know what you even call it, but it's like you get real upset about a certain thing or excited about a certain thing and you just delve in, right? You get real into it. And of course, there's always somebody that agrees with you. So it doesn't matter what it is. Like you're, let's say you're, let's keep it football real excited about Christian Watson. So you go on YouTube and you watch his college highlights and then you go out and you find some guy breaking down Christian Watson. They think, and that's awesome. And it's just, it feeds this desire to get excited about something and that's fine. And you can do that with a lot of things, but don't take each one of those things as see, everybody knows, everybody believes. No, you deliberately went and found people that agreed with what you believe right now. And they fed into that. And again, that's fine. If you want to just like super get into it. Great. 
but that's not you doing investigation. That's not research, right? Research is then when you go out and listen to people that don't agree with you. <laughs> that's that is uh, that's the other side of it. And then you listen to them, and you either think that doesn't make sense, and here's why. Or what I like to do is listen to debates, which doesn't really happen in football, but those are good ways to kind of parse out the different things. But if you listen to other people and you're like, I don't really know how to refute that, but then you just get mad and say you're an idiot, don't do that. You got to stay in there, stand strong, listen to it, engage with it, feel the suck of it all, be brave, and uh, understand. It's a dangerous endeavor, but understand, if you can't really refute it, then you need to at least stand down with your big mouth until you can kind of reconcile what the heck is going on here. So, anyways. So that's just going to mess everything up, and you're going to be more confused in the end, and you're going to be wrong. Yeah. Anyways, um, so office characters, right? Yep. I gave you my list last week, and I realized I didn't completely do very many. So I'm going to give you a couple more. Sure. Um, and off the top of my head right now while I'm working, um, I'm going to say Moe's Shrink would be, have to be Dal and Lovett. Um Who? I mean, because he's not, like, the main character, but he's definitely a character. And it's, when it, you see a Moe's, you're like, whoa, that's Moe's. And so oh, Moe's. he has a big personality, and so does Dallin Lovett. Yeah, um, I get it. I just think that would be a great one, because they all both really care about children, probably. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I'm going to just randomly pick another off of character, because I didn't have a list like I had before. Um, so let's go with, um, what do you got? I don't know. He's another office character. Let's go with Robert California. Mm -hmm. Robert California, if I had to pick a person for Robert California, hmm, I would probably go with Mercedes Lewis. There you go. Um, just because he's this wise man that came in later on in his career and benefiting everyone and yeah that's that anyways so uh, those are very good ones but <laughs> I tried um, so I hope your working numbers of voicemails get pumped up a little bit um, well bye yeah I mean that makes sense with Robert California being Mercedes right kind of came in after the fact what didn't start there came in was a leader, right? California CEO, et cetera, et cetera. Um, wise man. So it, it, it kind of works. The one that sticks out in my head, and it only works on that one level, but Alan Lazard, because he's the effing lizard king, that's the only other thing that comes to mind, really. But that's fun to mess around with that and uh, try to draw parallels. I'm also glad that there are a decent amount of Office fans, and I apologize to the non-Office watchers who have to constantly listen to us talk about the Office. And the vegetarians that listen to the talking about grilling and whatnot. <clears throat> what am I talking about? You guys don't listen anymore. But anyways, I do got to get out of here. I have 13 minutes to get this posted on time. So you guys have a great night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.